Well, we're back. I don't think anyone 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 expected this one, but we are back. We are previewing not not only just talking about baseball in general with Ryan Guida here, a Florida Panthers designated hitter, Iron Man for this team. He's played, I believe, every single game this year at the designated position spot. But we are going to talk some Miami Hurricanes versus FIU, the trilogy matchup here that's going to go on tomorrow at Coral Gables. Uh, we are here joined by Jake with Jake Gibson, Jonathan Mayer, the co-host of the show. Ryan, thank you so much for hopping on last minute. We're very excited to have you on and just talk some baseball. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Kevin, Johnny, this is weird. It feels like feels what 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 why am I getting deja vu? Like we were just here like 20 minutes ago. Uh this is strange, but I I'm down. I yeah. yeah Hi, Johnny. I'm like, I'm I wanted to try you, to blend into the Rasha Bell episode talking a bit about baseball, but it didn't really come to fruition. That's just how uh, that episode went. By the way, shout out to anybody watching who who just watched that episode on the uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Johnny, uh, I'll let you kick it away. Get us going. Yeah, you know, we're going to talk. First of all, let's talk about, you know, playing baseball in Broward County. People don't know you were one of the best, you know, Broward County players, you know, during your time in high school. So talk about that opportunity of, you know, playing baseball in South Florida and uh, kind of, you know, going through the, the process of college, and you know, here at FIU. So honestly, like for me, I've really had the blessing to be, be around a bunch of really good mentors. Um, started in eighth grade with Bruce Charleboy over at Highlands Christian, got a year in there, just got some experience. And then luckily for me, I was homeschooled. So for ninth, 10th, 11th, and then in the 12th, I was able to play at different high schools. Like ninth and 10th grade, I was at Coles Springs Christian with Steve Carp. He played in the pros with the Mets for a bit, pitcher. Really, he's another mentor of mine. Just honestly, I was able to get my feet wet against really good competition at a young age. So as I got older, that adjustment period got a little easier and a little easier. And then by sophomore, junior year, I really got like my feet under me and was able to dominate and do what I needed to do. So I want to ask you, unless you have something to follow up, Johnny. Oh, no. Yeah, you can go on, Kevin. So I kind of want to go now. We're going to take a big fast forward here just to your time at FIU. This is your first season with the Panthers. What went into your decision to – join the you know join FIU what was the recruitment process like for the one you know the the incoming athletes I mean I know what a recruitment process is like just how was it for you and then eventually what enticed you to you know to come back to to Florida and play uh with with FIU for sure so I was in junior college last year in River State College in Fort Pierce um Derek reached out to me in March like like late February March about coming to FIU I came and took a visit. I looked at some other division ones, but honestly, for me, it was about just staying at home. And then when summer ball kind of came around, I saw Merv was fired. And then I was still committed to the Panthers, you know, playing summer ball in the Valley. And then Rich called me and I'm like, and as soon as I met him, his energy and enthusiasm really got me into the program. I'm like, you know what? This is where I want to stay and play for sure. And uh, so, so, something interesting that I that I saw this season, God, it feels like I'm stealing questions from the from the Raja Bell episode we just had, but um, prior to uh, uh, Indian River State, you spent um, 2021 over at Stetson, and, and of course, you, yes. you, you, you've played the Hatters a couple times this season. Just talk about uh, the emotions you felt matching up against uh, your, your former team, not once, but twice, once here and, and, and then the other time in, in Dayland, Florida. I mean, honestly, for me, it's just I look at them like another game. You know, I stay in touch with all those guys. You know, I was very thankful for the opportunity I got from them my first year. But when it really came down to it, 
I just want to get an opportunity to play every day, which I did at New York State. And then it's been awesome to come here and play them. It was nice to beat them once, but in the end, it really comes down to like, I'm really cool with those guys. You know, there's really no hard feelings there at all. Ron, you've played like in almost every division, you know, any conference you could think of, Conference USA. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Just what is it like in JCAA and then the Conference USA? I feel like I've been around the block a little bit, but it's definitely helped me for sure. Just yeah. kind of see different competition and all that. Yeah. So, like, just what's the, like, you know, the adjustments you have to make when you go from one conference to another? Obviously, there's different competition, different guys. You have to learn new pitchers. Just everything is new for you there and just different teams. I mean, honestly, for me, it's been really like, I guess, like the scouting reports. Like when you go over scouting reports over the week, like when I was younger as a freshman, I was more of like filling in at first or DHing at Stetson and then pinch hitting. So I'd look at more of the relievers. But now as a starter, I really have to understand the whole staff. When they're going over the video, I got to make sure, okay, this is what this guy has. He goes to this pitch and this count. So just trying to stay ahead of it, stay on top of who we're playing. I'd say the offense in Conference USA is a lot better, and the pitching is pretty good. I mean, I would say it's a pretty good conference. UTSA is top 25 opponent every year. DBU is phenomenal when you play them. Mm -hmm. Just the competition throughout the conference is very balanced. FAU has got a pretty damn good squad over there with Nolan Shandy, one of those guys. So it's been fun. It's been a good conference. Let's talk about you this year. You've been balling, the most consistent hitter on this team, you know, over hitting 362. And it's felt like once you came in, you know, it's been – on the get and you're just playing at a high level. Talk about your game this year and just, you know, it's really difficult to hit 360 in a, what nearly a 50 game structure. You're doing that. So just overall talk about how your level of play has been this year. Honestly, for me, it's been just kind of sticking to the process. Like I remember I even had a couple games where, you know, it's like a, an O for here or there, but it's just sticking to it. Understanding that I have to stay aggressive on pitches early in the count. Can't take, you know, strikes over the plate and then chase like just, Knowing that, you know, I will be pitch tough and that's just make adjustments and understand what the pitchers are trying to do to me. That's and, really uh, thing. I was going to say, I feel like when I watch you play, you're you're not a strikeout guy. I think you have what, like four, like, like how many, I don't know, I don't know, do you, do you know how many you have or just doesn't, does just, does you don't care about that? I know, like, that's 34, 34, I have it right here. Wow, yeah, spoilers, Kevin. Damn. Okay, so <laughs> Sorry. with that, I feel like you're not a guy that's going to swing. You're a guy that if you take a strikeout, either it's pitches that you know are on the zone that you kind of – I know um, you got pissed off last last week. It was a – Yeah, I mean – You're not a strikeout guy. Usually for me, like, I kind of pride myself in having pretty good bat-to-ball ability, like knowing, like, what pitches I got to hit in the zone and not chasing. But, you know, here or there I'll chase a pitch or, you know, maybe I get a bad call, a couple balls off the plate. But, like, I really try to just be aggressive on pitches that are strikes early that I try not to get two strike counts. When we look at where you are, you know, in the batting order, you're definitely going to have the opportunity to drive in a lot of guys, Alex Sanchez, Dante Girardi, guys who are at the top of the lineup. And, you know, thanks to that, you've gotten 42 RBIs. You reached the 40 RBI marker for the first time in your collegiate career. How much did that mean to you? And, you know, just what was different for you this time around this season that you weren't able maybe to accomplish last season in terms of just being that guy who's going to drive in guys and be that, I guess, RBI machine? Well, knowing it's it's a couple of things. It's kind of knowing like, okay, when there's runners in scoring position, like my job is to get guys in. Like I have to make sure if I get something in the zone with runners on second and third, I need to at least get a run in. I mean, they've been doing a good job of getting on. But really, it just comes down to, you know, maybe if there's an at-bat where I line out, even if I get a single early, it's like, okay, but there's still going to be that big at-bat late in the game where I need to come through. And that's where I'm trying to keep myself dialed in. Like, okay, in the late innings, I got to be really good. Like, that's why I have to be better than I was in the first or the third. Mm. 
So sh- shout out to Coach Rich Witten for uh, numerous things, but something that stood out to me already is that um, uh, baseball already has 18 wins. That's already two more than 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 last year's squad, and there's still quite a few games left to play after tomorrow's game against Miami, which we'll talk about in a bit. So uh, I, I just I just want to know what at, at one point in this season um, did you feel that Coach Rich Coach Rich Witten, like he was him as far as uh, head coaches go that he was that guy. I mean, for I mean, I will just say straight even like when we got in the fall, like he set a certain standard of how we do things as far as how we go about the weight room, how we go about, you know, even offensive drills, defense, inner squads, like his energy is like contagious. And when I say it's like he expects a certain level and it's very easy to reciprocate it when it's expected since the first day of camp. Like that's mm-hmm. been really the biggest thing. Like he's not going to take a rep off. He's really hard on us about different things, but I think it's in the best way possible. Like mm-hmm. it's definitely helped us and being on, on board and being bought in. You, you've again, you, you're sort of the you're the Iron Man on, on the team, as, as Kevin and Johnny have said earlier. So, uh, you know what's going on every single game. And, uh, man, FIU's offense is something else this season. There, it's absolutely insane. But what would you say was the most, was the most, what, what would you say was the finest performance, the piece de resistance of FIU baseball this season? Um, honestly, I would say that like our motto, you know, early in the year was, you know, there was never a game we were out of, like, even though Maris and Harbor opponents, we should be, we still came back like there were nine, nothing down. Games. Yeah. We were down nine, nothing. One of those yeah. games. I think it was a Saturday or Sunday game, but just our abilities to not quit. Cause I know like last year I heard it was a little bit rougher, but still like just this group's working hard. It's nice to see that, you know, we beat last year's win mark, which I mean, that was expected. We weren't going to not meet that, but I'm happy we did. But just oh. being able to battle throughout the year, and and something something that I've seen a lot of and on on social media for FIU baseball is the rally cactus. I I, I want to know Ryan from someone in the dugout what's the origin of the rally cactus? I need to know the rally story. cactus, man. So I remember um, Cam Knox actually grabbed it and showed me. He's like, "Hey, here's our rally cactus. We're just going to give it out to a guy at the end of the game. So what we'll do is like either they'll put it in the guy's locker of the best game." Or whoever got it the previous day, I'll be like, okay, here's the cactus. But now it's more like a uh, like a good luck charm. Like we keep it in the dugout, and it's you know somebody put on Twitter all the time. And you'll see Mario holding it. It's funny. It's cool. Though. I like it. Wait, so where did the cactus come from? Like I don't know. Cam had it one day in his hand. I don't know where he got it from. He put it in my locker. He's like, hey, you deserve it. It was after the Bethune game when we beat Bethune at home. Right. Here's like, oh, okay. a lot of cactus, and I'm like, all right, I guess we can roll this. So then I gave it out to I forget who. Had the best game that next game. I gave it out to that guy. We kind of were doing that, and now they just keep in the dugout. It's like a good luck charm. My favorite though is I think it started like I was told by a rain delay is the is the umbrella home run celebration. That's a fire. That is yeah. Talk about that one a little bit, and you know just the get the umbrella, water comes at you, and just you know it's good time in the dugout. So yeah, like on opening day, like you know I remember the NCAA they banned like on field prop celebrations. We still want that one. So we came up with this idea with the umbrella. I think it was Mario or one of them. One of the pitchers came up with this idea to have this like umbrella or something to home run. So we, I guess we tried it a couple of times in inner squads. I forget what we did, if we even tried it. But I remember when Alec hit his first home run, he ran to the dugout with the, with the umbrella. We were all yeah. swearing in the water. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty sick. We got to keep it. So that's you how know, that came to be. Yeah. From what I've seen this year, and I think, you know, Johnny and Jay could agree that 
this is a very close team. You guys are all, I mean, there's no one sitting Big at friends. the back of the dugout. All of you guys are at the top step, you know, doesn't matter what the score is just how important has that been? Not only for you, but just the team, the team as a whole, how close you guys have been. And it just seems like this is one of the closer teams we've seen just in terms of, you know, the relationships you guys have built throughout this whole year. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say straight up, like, you know, as, as you guys know, conference has been difficult. We've had games, we've been up, and, you know, certain parts of, you know, certain parts have gone wrong, but it's just kind of staying together through it. I mean, it's, you know, we've had games we feel, we feel like we could have won, there's games we could get back, but in the end, you got to just let, let those go and move on. And we just try to stay, keep our best attitude at it, and stay calm and try to stay in the middle. Even when things are going well, we're happy. When things aren't going well, we still try to stay up. Let's talk about your stretch right now. 12-game hitting streak. I know Coach alluded to Kevin on Friday about your – he wanted you to kind of push the ball a little bit more, I guess, opposite way. And that's been a success. You had three home runs in the stretch have all gone, gone opposite way. You nearly had one on Friday. But what about your ability to kind of, you know, pull the ball going the opposite way but also really spraying it all around the field? So, like, it's just a matter of, like – knowing like how they're pitching me too. Like it's, you know, I can honestly get as much power as I can. It's like, if they throw a ball away, go with it. If it's inside full, it's just not getting out my front side too much. Just a little adjustment made with wind and withdrawal. And that's helped me a lot. I know they, they were shifting you a lot and then that adjustment came and now you're, you know, there's less shifts. I remember like they started seeing you, they pushed a lot left and now you're going the right side. It's like, yeah, I remember seeing that. I remember even we played FAU, like that series, they had a shift on me. I'm like, wait, they're playing a shift on me now. They've never played a shift. So I'm like, yeah. right, I got to work on something. So I'm like, all right, let me start batting the, back on the ball up and then it's all right. And it's worked. Yeah, that's good. But I definitely have to get those pitches to do it on. I mean, <laughs> that does help too. Cause they throw you in, you can't, can't push that out. No. Going out. <laughs> but yeah. Anything you want to add, Jake? Or no, uh, I, I'm just excited to talk a bit about uh, the the main event tomorrow. And uh, again, we, we we're all going to be there. Um, I mean, the Panther Kevin, game, Johnny, myself. I, I have a good feeling Ryan's going to be there too. It's it's it should be a super fun. He may go. You never know. He, he, yeah. he, there, there's a good chance. Um, it, it 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 should just be super fun. And I'm down to just uh, hear your thoughts on what on what has become, I think probably the best rivalry FIU has uh, at the moment. I mean, yeah. I mean, as you guys know, the last game we had against them, we're not happy about how that game went. Oh my! We felt like we had that one. I mean, it is what it is. Baseball is baseball. You know, Miami did string together a good inning, and they had a walk off over. So they didn't beat us on a walk off walk. Right? Uh, so umps, I'll say the umps. I'll say the umps. I mean, the umps. Yeah. That was pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> there were definitely some pitches that we threw in that inning where I was like, "Are we sure that's a ball?" But I'm like, "Eh, I'm not gonna." There's really because I really can't tell the like like the heights look good, but I thought we definitely deserved that. But yeah. You know, it, it, it's a game that, you know, I could tell you the clubhouse wants to win. We want to beat Miami, but it's more of how much momentum can we pick off of Miami to then get into a really important conference series against Charlotte, mm-hmm. where I think we need to at least take two or three of three, which, you yeah. know, we can do it. But, you know, a Miami one I think would be great as far as getting the like the confidence and composure mm-hmm. going towards Charlotte. But in the end, I yeah. mean, that's a game that if it goes our way, great. If it doesn't, let's keep it as close as we can and honestly have a have a dog fight because it's going to be a dog fight no matter what. Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt about it. it it's it, just it, trying to put it in perspective of we need those conference games in the back end. But then again, it is a yeah. state route. We're going to bring our A game tomorrow for sure. Yeah, because I'm looking at the, the the schedule, the Charlotte on home, and then you got Rice. And I'm thinking if you're able to take a series against Charlotte, it sets up a situation against Rice where it's kind of mano a mano because you guys are right there, you know, with Rice in that, that 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 eighth spot, so I'm really thinking 
if a win, if you win tomorrow, that sets up confidence really. Exactly. Right home, you get you can get two or three and go on the road against Rice. And try to you know push this thing to the conference right. the week after. Like yeah, the ideal situation is of course you want to beat Miami. That's an in-state rival, mm-hmm. and that would really set us up well, especially for Charlotte. Because I know even Witten's been telling us every day, "Hey guys, we're still in the hunt, man. Like we're yeah. not out. Like literally, if we can get it, if we can win the Charlotte series, we can at least take two of three from Rice. I mean, we'll have head-to-head over Charlotte and Rice, and that should get mm-hmm. us in maybe yeah. the seventh or the eighth slot, which would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I've noticed. Do you see yourselves if you guys get in a tournament? Are you guys that you know that pesky eighth seed that we've seen with the Panthers, the Heat? Do you guys see yourself <laughs> as that as that type of a team that you know the offense, man? You guys are putting up some real good numbers. The pitching, I mean, when Angel Tiburcio's on it, he's on it. Kabarkas, same thing, and you know just the whole pitching stuff as a whole. If you guys get into that lower seed, do you guys see yourselves kind of being that pesky team that's not going to go out without a big fight? I mean, I'll tell you this. If we can get in the conference tournament, I think we could be a sleeper and make a run because our mm. offense is scary. And a lot of teams, I'm not going to say they're going to take us lightly, but we have nothing to lose being there. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is just take it one game at a time, one out at a time, one pitch at a time. And that's where, I mean, even if we matched up like a DBU, or I mean, we played DBU very well. We're yeah. confident against them. Like, we'd probably either see them. And who's the other top one, UTSA? Or, uh, yeah, UTSA, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. those are the top two. So UTSA, we played pretty well at home, and I think we played DBU even better. So I think we match up against anybody in the conference wall. You know? I think both those series, you guys should have, you guys could have took two out of three too. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like I think we can definitely get in the tournament. It's just a matter of, you know, continuing to just take it a game at a time. Mm-hmm. Not look at everybody, you know, because obviously you want a scoreboard watch. Anytime you win a game, oh, yeah. what did everybody else do? It's just kind of worrying about us and allowing us to control. Because we still control our own destiny, which is good. And I'll say this nugget: the last time FIU was in a tournament was was back in 2018, so five years ago. So that's a, a huge yeah. accomplishment. If you're able to push this through and get wins, that's that's huge for for this program. You want to know what else happened in 2018? FIU beat the Canes for the last time. That's why tomorrow's game is is, is so is so ginormous because oh, for sure the last the last two times it was made very clear that this team can can play up to the competition. Of the University of, of Miami, that's been made obvious. All right. I mean, um, we, we we know we can play with them. I mean, even when we played them at home, we played them tough for seven yeah. innings, and then even yeah. when we played them there, I mean, we took them to the last out. So, right. a so win. Last I, mean, strike, I, can tell you this. I mean, I'm. You know, I'd like to think you know we can take at least one or two from you. It should be great to take two. I think we can split the series with them. But it, right. it, it starts tomorrow. It starts our energy. It starts the way we go about our business. It starts about getting ahead in the counts and just you know mm-hmm. limiting mistakes. Knocking runners in a scoring position, just doing what we do, getting back to what we're what we're, what we're good at, attacking the zone and knocking in runs. So something I something I I I, I have noticed is that the Canes at this very moment are ranked number eleventh in the nation. It's the highest ranked seed that you guys have played um, so far. So I'm just wondering, does the fact that they're uh, almost top ten add any more add any more weight to this matchup, or is it more like an, another day in the office for you guys? I mean, in the end, like, you know, the rankings are great, but it, when it really comes down to it, like, the games are won and lost in the field. I mean, you guys see these upsets that happen all the time, like a no-name school. I mean, we're not a no-name school. We've beaten FGCU. We've beaten UTSA. We got Mizzou. So, like, we, we're battle-tested against top twenty five. It's essentially not letting the situation be bigger than what it is. We've played Miami. We've played them there. We've had success there. Now it's time to finish it. Mm-hmm. Get ourselves a win over there. So we have the confidence going into – 
a tough opponent in, in Charlotte. And then, you know, going to Rice where we know we're better than them. It's just a matter of going about it and not making anything too much bigger than what it is. The big thing is you got two you got two games left against the Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, come back this this, this, this yeah. is not the, the, la- the last we'll see these guys. Um, no, exactly. And, I mean, right. I'll tell you this. They know that we're not going to come over and roll over from me either. So, they're going to bring it. They're not going to take it away. Like, mm-hmm. And that's so why this like that's why this this rivalry is so like it, it you you this season and maybe John Johnny and Jake could attest to this more but it's kind of feels like rejuvenated like it revived the the rivalry right. back you guys you know and unfortunately it didn't go your way as you mentioned and we've all mentioned yeah here, I mean but, you know baseball happened you know did I yeah. think we won that game yeah I think we made I think we threw strikes at end call but in the end there's nothing we could do to change it it's just a matter right. of going there tomorrow with a good attitude okay we've played these guys we played them tough now let's take it from like, let's not make it a run game. Go out there and take care of them. And, you know, as Johnny said, it shows that you guys can compete with this team, you know. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, maybe with their pitching matchups, it kind of feels like they're taking this pretty lightly, which, you know, it, it kind of feels that way. Maybe Johnny can attest to this a little more with, you know, they played FAU maybe a couple weeks ago. They won a bullpen game and somehow still won. So even if they're putting their lightest guys and, you know, they're on, I believe, Johnny, they're on Omaha watch, right? They could possibly go to Omaha. Oh yeah, the Hurricanes. I mean, they've they've uh, under, they've underachieved a lot. They've made the regionals and they just can't get through. So well, I'll tell you this too: like their midweek staff is no joke. Like one, the, oh, one of the yeah. guys, Chestnut, I faced in junior college, who's pitcher of the year. I mean, they're not nobody at Miami's a slouch. I mean, it's just yeah. a matter of you know taking advantage of the matches. I and mean, they mm-hmm. brought in Andrew Walters, who I think was voted a top five pitcher in college. Dante, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they're not. Make no mistake, Gino doesn't want to lose in his backyard. So it's really a matter of taking advantage, you know, not limiting the mistakes, you know, not squandering opportunities to score runs. Because I mean, they're not like I said, they're not going to take it lightly, and they don't want to lose to us either. So how nice that- is it? How nice is it to have guys like Mike Rosario and Henry Wallen who went to the school? Do they kind of help you guys a little with these pitching matchups? You know, a guy who they're pretty familiar with. I mean, yeah, like if there was a guy they faced in their squads, a lot has changed. I know for them, they you know. It's another game to them too. Like, I mean, in the end, like even if you go to somewhere for a year, I mean, you're still pretty much tight with the guys there. It's just a matter of just playing baseball. If you make it, if you make it more than that, then you you can essentially overpsych yourself out, and then you can end up doing what you don't need to do. So, that's we talk we talk about the offense. I just want to talk get to you know about about the experienced guys, Mike Rosario and Alex Sanchez. Those guys have had incredible seasons thus far. So, what is it like to play with with those two and even some other veterans as well? And what they have brought to you and really that has carried this whole offense on um, this whole season. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would say Mike's been battle tested. I mean, he played a, a bunch of good innings over at Miami. You know, he's really came over here and kind of been an igniter, an igniter for us. Sanchez has been here for a few years and has gotten it done. You know, he brings a big bat to the lineup. It's just a matter of like those two guys are guys that have, you know, they've played, they understand it. They're veterans. They know what they need to do. They don't, they don't try to do too much. I mean, it's been very nice to play with them. I mean, they get on base a lot. Yeah, they hit the ball very hard. They, you know, they they find ways to get on. They hit doubles. I mean, you know, they they definitely pull their weight. I mean, that that's a pretty good one-two punch to have there, especially two lefties that can run in the outfield that pop. Like those are definitely guys that you know make it easier for you know the middle of the lineup to get it done because there's people in scoring position worried about them, worried about being quick to the plate because they're quick. So you know, it it definitely sets it up. I mean, it's it, it's a good balance of speed and power with those two. Mm-hmm. So to provide a so for those who want a very quick synopsis on the University of Miami, they have a 31-16 record, uh, 14 and 10 in the conference, 25 and 4 uh, at home, 6-12 on the road. 
They are currently on a four-game winning streak, and that includes a three-game uh, sweep against Presbyterian. Um, so, yeah. I want to have some fun here a little bit. I mean, first, I want to yeah. ask you, Brian, what's the pregame routine like for you guys? Obviously, Johnny and I are there a good amount. We see the batting practice. We we kind of mm-hmm. see it, all, everything leading up. But what is it that we may not see? So for Brian, a home game? Like a usual home game, game you could do both, home game and away game. Okay, so want. for home games, it's actually – I. I personally enjoy it better because so early the way we do early work is whatever times the game at it's five hours before or it's four hours before. So if it's a six o'clock early works like maybe at one or two. So I usually get there 30 minutes for early work to stretch out, do my hitting routine. We'll have our dugout meeting usually at two for a six o'clock game. And then we'll go through our like stretching routine. We'll throw, go through our infield IO stuff. It's like more of like an abridged IO where like guys will throw from the outfield, go through their routines. We'll go through our infield routine. And then usually when you guys have got there, it's like BP around like three-ish. We'll hit from like three to 345. We'll do like a scouting report on the pitcher a little bit after that, have our like our pregame meal. Then again, like our uniforms and stuff, and then start preparing for the game. Like if it's like just doing sprints, I'll usually stretch out again. I'll swing the bat a little bit. Whatever guys got to do to get ready, throw again. Then we'll do our base ring when we play. But it's usually a five-hour – it's usually a two to three hours of pregame stuff before we get in there. Mm-hmm. And then what about for an away game? Away games, so it depends. Like Miami tomorrow, I know we'll get there probably around 3, 3.30. We'll go through our our, our stretch, our IO, and our hitting, but it's usually a little bit, little bit shorter only because since we're the away team, we have to kind of get going quicker. Like we get there a little later. We're like the, yeah. the away trip's a little bit shorter as far as the yeah. pregame. The pregame at home is a little bit longer. We have the time to go through stuff whatever they want to go through that day. Like if we're facing a pitcher that has a lefty slider, like they'll sub lefty sliders and machine for early work. Like they, they customize it well to what we're doing. All right. So we're going to do a little bit of a rapid fire thing. I know you had something to say, Johnny. I was going to say, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, besides like the, the heading stuff and the routines, just talk about how cool it is to be able to, you know, a perk of it is traveling, going on the road to conference teams. What is that like for you to, you know, hang out all your buddies and stuff and just travel? Yeah, it's peace. It, I'm not gonna lie, it's actually fun because, like, when you really when you really think about it, you're traveling like a pro. Because yeah. in the minor leagues, it's all bus trips. Whereas, like, in college, yeah. I mean, you know, we take the bus to the airport, we'll fly to wherever we're going. I mean, it's cool. You definitely get to you definitely get to know guys better because even though like you're with them on the field, like you really only, like you know your roommates usually the best, and then you all know, like your group. Like, I'm usually pretty cool with the infielders because I'm with them a lot. But it's cool. I get to talk to the pitchers. I get to talk to some guys that maybe don't get to talk to as much. Here's some of the stuff that's going on with them how life's going. It's just good to catch up. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, overall it's fun. You know, the worst days when the bus will break down or anything, but you Dude, know, I, I, see you. I yeah, saw what happened on uh, yeah. last Sunday, right? Yeah, that was pretty, it was almost like, oh no, here we go again. Buses were on the, on the side 95. Like, oh, but you know, that's the stuff you remember. Yeah. What yeah. was that like? What, what happened there? I don't even know. I guess our transmission or our bus went or something. How long did it take for you guys to get another bus? <laughs> Too long, like an hour and a half. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. We're sitting there. We're all sitting there, like, where well, this this really happened to us. Right. A ninety-five. I mean, it off. It's just something like, oh yeah, remember that time we got stuck at FU? It's memories. Hmm. I, mean, I would say one of the biggest um, stories in, in baseball in general is in, in in the major leagues. You have the brand new edition of the pitch clock, as well as the no shift rule. I'd I'd, I'd like to know your thoughts on on what you've seen from those and do you, and do you support these new rules or are, are you kind of happy with the rule set? Uh, so of the, the pitch clock's an interesting one. Cause like, I know why they do it and I like it, but 
there's certain times where I feel like pitchers will be out there a long time and they don't get right at a throw and we can't call time. And I feel like as a hitter, it'll sometimes freeze you up. So like if they were able to like incorporate, like a hitter can get one time call per at bat, it'd be better. Cause I remember we played Stetson on cold time and it was considered an offensive timeout. And I went to Witt. I'm like, Witt, is this a rule? And we didn't even know it was a rule because, like, they barely enforce pitch clock. I mean, they do, but, like, we never had a violation happen to us. So just mm-hmm. learning the new rules. The no shift rule, I like, creates more hits, obviously. But okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a strategic part out of the game. But then again, I mean, they can still pitch you a certain way and position you on a certain side of the field and get you out for pro level. I mean, they're definitely – I mean, I like the – I'm more of a I'm more of a baseball, like, purist as far as – I want a human umpire. You don't want robots. The pitch clocks are unnecessary, but I can see with the, I think the average college game this year was a little under two and a half hours where before I think it was three and a half. So I'm happy. At least it's cutting down the time of the games and it does feel like the, the pace is better with the pitchers. Mm-hmm. I will say with the robo ums, mm-hmm. I got to see that last season towards the end of the year for low a Jupiter. Okay. It's, it's amazing. There's no other way to put it. Now it's not an actual, it's not an actual robot umpire. There's an umpire behind you. Play normal. You could challenge the call. You could challenge balls ball or strikes. Either the pitcher, the hitter, or the catcher could challenge you. You have three challenges each. And then they put like a, like on the Jumbotron, they put like a video of the baseball, and that's when they confirm the call. The K-Zone? Yeah, basically, yeah. It's, it, it's, perfect. it's perfect. We could use that in our conference with the amount of three ball three balls that throw off the plate they call on us. I could love to use that. Hey, Ty, that would be great. <laughs> I could definitely see a lot of the other guys like, yeah, no, we would have loved to have that. But then again, you know, it's it's a perk of being a pro. I mean, in the end, like the umpire doesn't dictate much, but in that situation, I could see where it could be useful. Yeah. So um, lo- looking across the MLB landscape, what teams are really impressing you at the moment and, and what teams are, are you a little disappointed with? I mean, as a natural Marlins fan, just, it's another year of mediocrity. Kevin, prepare yourself. <laughs> it's just another year of mediocrity. I mean, I can't give them too hard of a time because, like, they do have a good club. I mean, the Yankees are the Yankees. They're going to always be good. My sleeper in the West is the Angels, even though they're always very average. I mean, it's it's kind of seeming as expected. Yeah. Like, it's it's still good. really early to tell. I mean, I hope the Marlins make a wild card just because it seems like people are a little bit more interested in the games again than they were. In yeah. Yeah. Like, they're getting 10,000 instead of the occasional. Yeah, those, those yeah. The crowds in, the, in that Cubs series not that long ago were insane. Those Especially are good. If, yeah. if they get ten thousand people there, it's a party. <laughs> yeah, and, and when when you compare that to, of course, the crazy attendance we saw in the World Baseball Classic not that oh long ago, it's, it's 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 made clear as day that this city cares about baseball, right? They just they, they need a solid a solid franchise to to follow. And, yeah, uh, the worst part about it, with Marlins, yeah, with Marlins fans especially that I've seen, I hate to say it, Miami's a fair weather bandwagon market. Now, did I like the Panthers when they were terrible? Yeah, yes, the Florida Panthers, the Marlins. Like, I hate to say it, like, people will start following the Marlins when, the, oh, they're in a wild card. Okay, now I'll check it out. Like, it's just – it's it's so hard of a market. And yeah. they put the stadium in an area where, like, there has to be a draw to go. Yeah. They, they could interact with, the like, the Latin American Hispanic community a lot better than they do yeah. as far as getting them to go to the games where, like – Or, you know, it's dogs. Kind of sword with it like how they've handled it or I will, I dogs will say they're, they're how many park parks there are they're winning four to zero right now they're beating the they're they're beating the d-backs yeah they lost the d-backs last time like how they lost really, yeah, really out there i'm like oh Jeez, man, 
talk about that, huh? Yeah. yeah. Should uh, should they bring the teal unis back full time? That's everybody. Those are the unis that were when I was a kid when they had Dan Ugla and Hamley Ramirez. And Mike Stanton, not not John Mike, Carlo. Mike, Mike Stanton. Mike, Stanton. <laughs> Mike before he went Hispanic. Wow. But yeah, for sure. I want to ask you, Ryan, who, who are some of the guys that you kind of looked up to when playing, like major leaguers, you know, you kind of looked up to when you were a kid? I would say, like, definitely Miguel Cabrera and Trout. Because, those, I mean, those are two of the best hitters in the game, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Not even close. Like, there's certain part. like, I go up to Cressy and hit a lot, and they got really good hitting shirts like Mac, Max Rios, Tyler Wolf, guys that are, you know, working out with major league guys, and they're able to do the breakdowns. It's cool to see, like, different things that Trout does, like his shoulders that I try to work on and look at. So those are the kind of cool parts is breaking down the the film and kind of seeing the like the real like like the similarities of certain things and where you can get better and all that. So that's been kind of like my like when I look up to guys, it's kind of trying to see what swings look like mine and seeing what they do really well and seeing okay, what can I do to even get better at this? Is there anyone you model your game after right now? Or <sighs> right now, I would say no, just because like I kind of consider myself as like unique. It's like what I do. Yeah. Like as far as like modeling your game behind me, that's more like I, I guess I say that's more of like the scouts to kind of figure out when they get player comps out. I kind of just try to go out there and do the best I can for the team. For yeah. sure, but yeah. Like so, something so. we're gonna do here. We're all gonna go. So it'll be me, Johnny, Jake, and we'll maybe we could do snake it. We could snake it, but we're gonna do rapid fire questions here. So okay. yeah. Ryan, we're gonna have some fun. I'm gonna start off. Who's the funniest teammate right now? You guys have. Funniest teammate, I would say Owen Puck. He's pretty funny. Oh, sure. Brother AJ Puck. Yeah. Yes, very very funny. All right, Johnny. Oof, I got you. Can skip me. I I, I, I oh, John, you're forfeiting the pick. Um, Go ahead, okay. Jake. Um, this is a two parter. Um, the okay. first question is: Have you, um, have you been to? Uh, obviously, this is your first year here, but have you been to? Um, any of the previous basketball, soccer, or football matches here on campus? And, and if that's the case, what was your favorite event to go to outside of baseball here at FIU? Um, I would definitely say I've been – so I went to the basketball for the student-athlete banquet thing, but the, the most memorable to me was soccer. When soccer made it to the final, we were all in our trucks in the back. Oh, we oh so yeah. I remember that. Oh, cool. Just having a good old time. And, like, to see Kyle and all of them win that was awesome. Because I know how hard they worked, and like they literally dominated. They dominated the tournament. They dominated when they played at our field. Like it was really that was probably my most memorable moment. Mm. I remember that you guys. Yeah, you guys were there. You guys, what what was it that you guys were throwing? It was like some powder, right? Smoke. smoke? Yeah, we were throwing smoke. We're doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, like you know, soccer. Soccer supports us, so we support them. That was really cool to see them make a run, especially in our trucks at every game, just screaming and yelling, having a good time. That was definitely memorable. For sure. I gotta go. Uh, go to food spot on campus. I was gonna ask that, Johnny. Damn. Food spot. Yeah, food spot. Yeah. I've never been there. No, no, go to. No, no. Like, what's your favorite? What's your favorite food spot? Oh, oh, my favorite yeah. food spot on campus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I really don't even know on campus much. Um, let me see. I was gonna go to a food spot. I would say Trop. Trop smoothie for sure. Trop, mm. Yeah. That's so Trop, like you get, you can get Very a good top. smoothie. Like the smoothies are consistent. There's some good wraps, but like more importantly, like you're at the you're at the rec center. It's not a far walk from the field. It's convenient. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's stuff in my go-to spot for sure. All right. So we got the, so we got the trap from Ryan, and when we had Grayson, he what was this? it was Miro's right? Yeah, M- Miro's for Grayson. Dope. All right, so I want to ask you 
who who are you giving the ox to? When you guys need a, a some some music to play, who's the guy you're giving it to, and who are you not giving it to? The ox. Oh man, I gotta think about this one for a second. So I mean, usually the ox is on. Like it'll be like Orlando will have the ox on a good amount. Um, Puck will have it on a good amount. Sam will turn on some songs. He usually has the ox going. Who I would not give the ox to. Um, honestly, there's really nobody because like everybody usually listens to some pretty good music. Like I wouldn't say there's any specific guy that like just goes on there and turns on like you like just turn this off. Like it's pretty. It's a pretty good music taste around the locker room, which is a good thing. What's your What's your type of music? What What music do you like? I like. I mean. Obviously, rap, country. I like some EDM. I've gotten into more EDM mixes because, like, those are wow. kind of sick too. So it's like a it's like a wide variety. So pretty much any anything goes. Yeah, pretty okay. much. I'm not, I don't I don't I don't discriminate too hard on music. It's just a matter of a good beat. It's got something to pump you up a little bit. This has to be good. Like old so, school rap, I'm really into. I really like some good old school rap. Oh, this yours is a uh, Macklemore, right? Macklemore, right? Yeah, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis can't hold us. I've had that since Summer Bowl. That's why okay, I started so, doing it. So that's just one, like you know, it's, it's like more like a superstition kind of thing. I mean, so last summer in the Valley when I went there, I hit like three ninety eight with that song. Like I had like I, I would, yeah. you know, it's just it's kind of like a routine where it's like, all right, that's my walk up song. That's just what I roll with. Yeah, pretty much. Will that continue being your walk-up song moving forward? Well, yeah, I would say for sure. I mean, you know, if I ever have an O for fifty stretch, I might have to change it. <laughs> for sure. But, I mean, I well, probably skip it for now. Even this summer, too, I'll stick to it. By the way, I am a massive uniform uniform slash jersey nerd. And FIU's got some really clean ones. Mm-hmm. But what is your favorite? What is your favorite FI FIU look? So I have two. I like the, the the cream jerseys we have are really sick. We used to do the um those are the, dope. The short pants with those. Those look good. Mm-hmm. And then our blue jerseys with our names on the back with the white is a really good look as well. Those are my two favorites. How about like the the, the blue ones, like the, the North Carolina blue? You know, the like baby the, blue. Just the baby blue. blue. Yeah. yeah. The baby cool. blue. The problem with the baby blues is like they 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 fit like pajamas. They fit really well, but like <laughs> I don't think they look the best in the field. Hmm. I see. Yeah. I do like the logo though. It looks kind of cool though. Like the it's a cool look. logo. Now, if we can get like an updated version of the baby blues, I'd be like, yeah, I'm all in on the baby blues. W- yeah. Would you would you be all down um, if baseball copied copied the trend of of women's basketball? Who has this a vice? The Miami uh, Vice jerseys would be sick. I remember during football they had a Miami Vice and they gave out those shirts. Yes. And if they did that for a baseball, like where we had our like Miami Vice jersey nights, that'd be sick. That'd be so I think the guys would be down with that too, for sure. Scott, 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 Scott yeah, are you watching? Listen. Come on, Let, let's let's make it happen. Scott can tune in and be like, "Okay, I'll put on the budget." <laughs> <laughs> What's your are favorite you sport outside of uh, of baseball? I know you're a big Miami guy with with the Marlins, the the Panthers. That's an easy one. What's hockey, hockey is a good one, man. Yeah, don't worry, I'm a big hockey we're, we're fan. I've actually end. like, I've kind of learned kind of the analytics behind it. Because I do like stats oh. and stuff, and mm. it's very interesting to analyze it. Like mm. the sport's very quick; you don't have to understand it to know what's going on. Mm. And overall, it's it, it's a great spectator sport. Yeah. Do, I mean, there's a sport where fighting is allowed. Yeah. You'll take it. Yeah, dude. It's, yeah. it's entertainment. All right, let's let's test your FIU history for a second. Who oh, is on your and and. 
we just said this to Rashavel too. So again, I'm, okay. I'm copying a, a question from him. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of FIU athletes? Like as far as athletes or just stuff? Uh, I'll, uh, it can be a player or a coach from any sport in FIU. Ever. Ever. I mean, I would say straight up the baseball team loves Kyle from soccer. Like we love that dude. He's okay. a good dude. All right, he's a that's really one. Good dude. And he's came and supported us too. I mean, it's hard not to say your head coach, Witten. He's got to be one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Got to roll with him. And then I would say Scott because Scott's really backed us a lot this year too. He's been kind of the heartbeat of the athletics program. Okay. Oh, three. Okay. Those are my three. If they give me a round rush, those are my three. You get you one, one more, more yo. One more rush choice. More. Man, I feel like I'm going to forget somebody and then somebody's going to get mad at me for it. <laughs> Let me think Mount Rushmore. Those three. And then I would say Jerome, one of our assistants. He's a good dude, man. Uh, I, love, I love that coach. This he's the man. The craziest Mount Rushmore. He's, he's got player experiences. He's a, he's, a, he's a good one, man. He makes mm. it fun. No doubt. Already then. You mentioned hockey. And, and you know, know. we're, we're, we're going to copy the flow of Rashad Bell. At the end of that, at the end of the episode, we talked a bit about the uh, the the um, NBA playoffs NBA. and how that's gonna end. Let's talk about this goddamn Stanley Cup because because wow this is this this is an amazing time to be a Panthers fan. It is absolutely unreal what we've seen for sure. From Florida. I mean, Florida was a team that no one expected to 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 produce anything against like the greatest hockey team ever, and then they. Oh, I can comfortably God. say I was in probably the five percent minority that said that they were gonna make the playoffs. I even said it. In oh June. yeah, there's no reason they're not. And when it comes down to it, like they beat Boston, which probably matched up well against Boston. We took. Oh yeah. We took a lot of. What did we go four and what? What they win one game or two? We went four and two against them, right? And uh, I guess who? With Boston. Oh, the regular season. Or oh no, yeah, in the playoffs we won. We won what six games, right? Was it five? No, it, it was seven. seven. It, 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 we were, we were down three one. It was Boston seven. Boston had a one series lead. It was seven. So, yeah, like so we took we took Boston in seven. We're up the we're up right on the Leafs in three. At the sweep, I think we're going to sweep them. Yeah, I I like prefer to play. I, I want to play the Devils because they're small oh, yeah. and they don't hit. Carolina scares me. Carolina, such a cards out for Carolina. I wouldn't worry. I mean, you know crazy uh, about this season, by the Carolina way. Carolina won today, by the way. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that. They, they smoked they're out now 3-1. But the craziest thing about the Panthers is that they're playing how everyone expected them to play last year when they won the President's Trophy and, and were like the hottest oh, yeah, team ever. Course, man. Everybody gets the President's Trophy as it went around. I know. I mean, I mean, Boston showed, showed us that. Um, who's who, who who's your MVP? I, I think they're I think they're only oh, two players. The Panthers? Uh Let's do regular season and playoffs. Um, regular season MVP for Hagee. Anytime you're a 40 goal scoring, you back like the team. Playoffs, Kachuk. Kachuk. I, I, I agree with that, but I, I will give a huge shout out to Bobby, um, to, to Bobrovsky in this playoff series. He has been. He looked solid, yeah. Officer Bobrovsky is back, I mean, guys. Anytime you pay a guy 10 million bucks, I hope he has these games in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, like. When I um when I Talking look at Bobrovsky, this is the best he's been in a while. This yeah. is this is how he played in Columbus when they beat the Lightning yeah. when they made that run. So like I was starting to think Alex Lyon was going to be our future, and then all of a sudden Bobrovsky comes here, looking ten years younger, and ah, wow. So 
let, 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 let's look at the other um, uh, s- series going on right now, and, and, and let's make some predictions. So the okay. only game that's going on right now is uh, Dallas versus Seattle. Dallas is ahead 1-0 uh, for intermission of the first period. Um, Seattle has a 2-1 series lead. Who's moving on from there? Seattle. Mm, the Kraken. Shout out to the Kraken. I really like – I, I would love to see Cats Kraken in, in the finals. Their defense is just – because that team's very old and very veteran-driven. Yeah. And their defense, I think, like, they have one of the – they have like a top-five defense in the league, and they've played those Western Conference teams well. Like, I don't see the Oilers, who's very offensive-based, and the Golden Knights are also an offensive juggernaut. Like, I, I could see them struggling against the Kraken. They remind me of, like, the Islanders from a while back. Veteran driven for a team that that just that just that just began. Um, no kidding, they picked up all the veterans nobody wanted. They right, were, and insane. and we saw the same thing happen when when Vegas uh, began as a team. Yes, they took and Riley Smith from us, and what happened? They weren't yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, let let's speaking of Vegas, um, the Knights beat the Oilers yesterday. They have a two one series lead. Who who who's winning that? I think the Oilers pull it off. They're too good. Right. You think they come back? Okay. Let me see the dry cycle should win on paper. Now hockey is a completely different sport where it's played on the ice. It's not like basketball where if LeBron gets you 35 a game, you win. Mm-hmm. Hockey is you still got to go out there and score. But I mean, I think, I mean, hot take, I'd say Edmonton. But, you know, Vegas is up and they have the momentum. It's just a matter of, you know, does Edmonton come out to play? Yeah. They're still in it. Their heart's still in it. Uh, Carolina smoked New Jersey today. They have a three-one series lead. Are, are, are we're going to see Carolina? That's my prediction. Panthers, we're see Carolina. Panthers, Panthers, Hurricanes. You going Florida all the way? I kind of. I mean, I mean, I think you have to. Yeah. 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 Of I with Carolina. I expect you guys to boot me immediately. Look, look. <laughs> City, I work for Lemon yeah. City, right? The Panthers are a big deal. I've, I've, I've covered my, 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 my fair share of, 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 of Panthers games, right? I, I, I've seen this team from the beginning, and we're gonna watch it in the end when they hoist when they when they hoist the cup, right? Give me give give, give me Panthers in six over Carolina. And who do you That's think comes out of the play. West? I would say like yeah, Panthers in six, and then what'd you say earlier? Uh, who comes out of the Western uh, of of the West? Like who's going to the Stanley Cup? I mean, I'm 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 in the I'm in the select few. I think it's gonna be Seattle and Florida. That'd be Seattle fun. Florida. Seattle's my general Fire Stanley Cup uh, finals ever, and it's going to be the least watched Stanley Cup finals ever. That's yeah, okay. That's we fine. Beat, we beat Bettman's Bruins, and we're about to beat Bettman's Maple Leafs. He's, he's running out of teams to support. Right. So that's been good. Uh, and, and again, I do want to ask, moving away from the hockey talk, did you guys see the, 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 new, the, the possible MLB expansion to uh, Orlando? Really? Yeah, they they the what was it the Magic GM or the something Orlando, proposed the Orlando an near two billion dollar arena for uh for a potential expansion team to Orlando. And I got to say, I don't like the call. I think two teams in Florida is more than enough. But look at right? California. Yeah, Orlando, we're right next to each other. Look at look at California. I don't know what Orlando would. I just don't know if that's a great market because I mean you already have Tampa. So anybody that's like north of Palm Beach will usually root for like. The, you know, the Rays and then anybody south is usually Marlins. So it's like mm. you bring in Orlando. I mean, unless you bring in that team, they want to bring in in Vegas because you have to have a number of teams, right? Yeah. It's yeah. to be bringing yeah, it in 30 or 32, right? And it would be Vegas and Orlando to be 32. Yeah. Well, well yeah. no, because Oakland is a number of teams. So oh, you're, you're right. You would have to make Vegas. another expansion team. Yeah. You're right. 
Yeah, well, the one one. in Salt Lake, the Utah one, the Salt Lake. Yeah. So if I had to pick two locations for expansion teams, I would do uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and I would do Montreal. I'd I'd put the Expos back there. Oh, boy. That's a tough market, though. I mean, they did struggle with attendance. I mean, I can see it now. Like, There's probably a new renewed one for baseball there. I could see it for sure. I mean, it could work. I would say Salt Lake City would be a cool spot, like a Charlotte – I don't know, Orlando's a little Orlando's tough too. You've got Disney. There's a lot of things to do in Orlando. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I, I think the magic, the Orlando Magic fan base is okay. But I, I, as you said, you're competing with a city that's like what 20, 30 minutes away? Yeah. And they've had an ex- existing franchise for years upon years upon years. Long. Yeah. They live they, the like that stadium, Tropicana Field, is very like it's just not. I mean, I'm hoping they've been there before. Soon. It's horrible. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. How, how many major league ballparks have you been to? I've been to the Marlins, the Nationals, the Rays, the Tigers, the Cubs. I'm, a, Already I'm, I'm actually a big Cub fan. So Cubs and Marlins are my two favorite teams. I love Wrigley Field. Yeah, that's cool. that place is a cathedral. Yeah, yeah. Are there are there any other other ballparks on your bucket list? I I always wanted to see San Francisco because I heard that's a really nice place to watch a game. Yeah. I want to see Atlanta because Atlanta's close. For sure. I heard Atlanta is very nice. World yeah. Life Park I want to go check out because I it's like one of the newer stadiums. Yes. Those are three Fenway. Fenway. That's Fenway is cool. It's, I mean I've seen like I've seen Fenway. I've never been in a game at Fenway because I've been in Boston. Yeah, I've seen it too. Just yeah, never been there. But yeah. It's, it's... I, I will say the 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 they put renderings of the new what the ballpark would look like in Orlando. I haven't seen the rendering. It looks sick. It looks really okay. damn but like. I mean, I think that the, the the one athletic stadium they wanted to build, I think in Vegas, it looked awesome. There's like an amusement park in the back. It was like, super cool. Yeah. Pay for this? Yeah, like it's, yeah. Unless I get a big time backer to do it, it's going to be rough. Yeah. That's the biggest thing with expansion. It's like, is there a market for it? And then on top of it, will they draw? Like, how is a local team there drawing? Because I feel yeah. like, like, for example, like how is like Orlando FC's team? Like, how are they? Like, how's the soccer team drawing? Yeah, that's gonna really relate. Okay, if they draw well. How many of those soccer? You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of sports stuff. Anything from you, Jake and Johnny, before we wrap up? I want to be anything. I want to ask you about Ryan before we go. Is I know the big focus right now is is you know tournament. Just thinking how far you go, or just winning the game, going to the tournament. I want to talk about your. Uh, you talked about a uh, summer ball. Talk a little more on that. If uh, I know, I'm doing summer ball internship. Talk about what you're doing this summer. So I'm going back to the Valley Baseball League up in Virginia. I played with the Percival Cannons. It's a small town up in the north, like northwest Virginia, Loudoun County. Very rich baseball history there. It's one of the oldest stadiums in the league. There's, t- I mean, last year I went, like the competition was unreal. Mm-hmm. Like I went up there. I knew it was a good league. It's MLB, like affiliate league. So when I went up there, it was sick to play in that. And it just it's been very cool. I get to go back there even this summer. It's going to be fun. What is it like well, to you- know? What, what is, um, I guess, uh, how important is it to have the summer leagues for, for a lot of college baseball players to, you know, ha- play, what, 30, 40 games or around that stretch and, you know, playing, getting more, you know, at-bats under your belt? For sure. I would, the best, so whenever people ask about summer ball, I relate it to, like, it's a mini minor league experience. You travel on a bus, you play in a bunch of these small podunk towns at these stadiums in front of a bunch of fans that love baseball. Like, it's all those towns in that area of Virginia, like Front Royal, Strasburg, all these towns are baseball. Like 
like baseball is a religion. They love the game. They support it. There's a bunch of kids you sign autographs. Like they look up to you. But it's really, dope. it's great to get your reps in, but it's cool to get back to the communities and get back to the game. And that, to me, is the coolest part about summer. Yeah. To get away from college, not that it's bad, but you just need to go off and play, see some guys you know, some guys you might play with in the year before. But it's really cool to go there and continue to grow, and but grow in every part of your life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Grow as a person, be by yourself. A bit. That yeah, that minor league experience is so cool because you would think that not many people are going to go to watch those type of games, and that goes to you know Summerball for college. You know, we draw three thousand fans a night in person. Exactly, they they show up and show out, and they love their team. I mean, I looked, the, I was watching the other day the Wahoos game, the Double A affiliate for the Marlins. They packed the hell out of that place. It was it was a sold out crowd according to what they said, what I was told. So I mean, it just shows how like. How much these cities, these small cities, you wouldn't think like baseball, they love it. And as no, you said, it's basically religion. Like even like even up north, like every game in that league will have between, I mean, at the lower end, 800, 1,200 fans, and then our field will have between three and 4,000 a night. And the mm. kids know you by name. They watch you sign all their, like, all their programs, pictures. It's really cool. It's like a pro experience for sure. I mean, you get something wood bat. It's, it's the closest thing I'd say you get to Pro Bowl without being affiliated. I'm going to ask wow. you this. What's the difference for you with the uh, the aluminum bat and the, the wood bat since you just mentioned you used it in that league? I would say for me, like the wood bat to me, I prefer to swing because just the way the bats are balanced, it's a little bit different. Like I like my own custom bat that I have where like it's weighted a certain way. Whereas a metal bat's a minus two. Like my, my wood bat's up like a minus two and a half to a minus two. So it's a lot more of a feel. And it's also, it's what you use in pro baseball. So get aspirations to play at that level. It's cool to see what you can do with it. And it also makes you a better hitter because there's certain hits you get with the metal bat that you'll crack with the wood bat. They yeah. force you to be on the barrel more. It's just, it's, it's real baseball, you know? Yeah. That's the key with it. Anything right, else then. from you guys? Ryan, are you going to have a Mark Light, a Mark Light milkshake tomorrow? I've been always wanting to have one, but like <laughs> I've no. actually never had one. But I can I, I think Johnny and Kevin and I can all attest they are fire. I, I forget the name of the one that has that that's like chocolate with like little chocolate fudge chunks in it. I, they all have funny names. I forget I mean, what that one is called. You imagine just walking your uniform, just walking in line, you know. Yeah, probably do that. They'd probably tell me to get lost. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, those those milkshakes, they are absolutely lights out. I should have seen that coming again. You're good. Coach Mac. (laughs) Already then, already then Ryan, something we did for um, Grayson that I'd I'd like to do here as well to wrap things up is if you, if you have, if you have a message you'd like to say to the fans, the alumni, the supporters of baseball as, as as the regular season is wrapping up and the postseason is approaching speak now or forever. Hold your thoughts. I would say to all the FIU baseball fans and alumni, you know, thank you for your support this year. We're looking forward to make a good run here, and we appreciate all you do for us, and we're excited for this rest of the season here coming up. There you go. All right, Jake, I'll let you close it out. All righty then. Again, Ryan, uh, it is absolutely unreal how short, how little no- notice you got before um, joining our show, but still we somehow produced 55 55- and it's of awesome content with you. Thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. All right. So I speak for 
myself and my good friends Kevin and Johnny. By the way, we're all gonna be at at uh, Mark Life Field tomorrow. So if you want to come by and say hey, we'll be there, right? Johnny and Jake on the call at the radio. Yeah, ah, yeah, FIU on Mixler as well. So to everyone who's been watching on our on our Twitter or Lemon City's Facebook and YouTube, we get thank you guys enough. And again, and again, a big thanks to Ryan for hopping on episode twenty point five. And uh, until next time, we have some awesome stuff planned in the works next episode. Can't spoil anything yet, but uh, until next time, pause up. Pause up.